0: What's up, everyone? This is Camden McInnes from the Books for a Better Life Google Hangouts. Um, I'd like to welcome y'all to the show. Uh, this week we have a returning guest. Um, I interviewed her, I believe, my second show on a on a this a Hangout's live stream on a YouTube, and um, I'm very excited for this topic. Last topic was a little bit geared towards men, um, but this time we have a very special episode, and this episode is for the ladies out there. Um, we're going to be talking about what a woman can do to get hitched in 90 days or less. Linda, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: So I guess uh, where, because there, <laughs> I really don't know where, this, uh, this is a very interesting topic. Um, I, guess, I guess where we can start is what made you want to write this book?
1: Well, as you know, I wrote the men's book. Um, it's called Mastering Women, and they can find that on Amazon in ebook and paperback, as well as the book that we're talking about today, Hitched in 90 Days. Anyway, I wrote the men's book, and I had so, so many women stop me and say, "Look, you've wrote, written the men's book. What about us? Why are you ignoring us?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll get to it one day." And After hearing that for quite a long time, there was one lady who sat me down at her kitchen table, and she says, look, this is how it's going to work. She says, I have six single females in my office. You have to focus. You have to write this book because women today, they don't know what they're doing. So anyway, it was the conversation that I finally had with her that I said, okay, I'll sit down and write it. Um, I think in, in large part women don't know how to be feminine today. They don't know how to attract. In other words, what they're doing right now is they're just they're having sex just like men have sex. Women are being the aggressor aggressor, they're asking for the, the phone number, they're asking for the date, they're paying, you know, half half of the cost of the date, et cetera, et cetera. Some of those tactics work to a point, but in general, a guy doesn't want to go to bed with another guy. And if her behavior is too guy-like, he's not interested. I mean, most men kind of fantasize about being with somebody who is quite different than they are. Otherwise, what's the point? I mean, guys always say, oh yeah, you know, I love it when she calls me. Oh yeah, I love it when she pays for the date. But the reality is, is that emasculates the guy and then the guy doesn't feel good about that. So anyway, this book is how to get what you want as a female, but do it in a more feminine way to where you're not acting like a guy.
0: So so what would be your uh, personal experience in this area? I know that um, from reading your book, um, you had mentioned that in one case, you actually had a man that you dated ask you out on the third date. What like what was that like?
1: Yeah, proposed to me on the third date.
0: Yes, yes, sorry, yes, proposed to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what the book is about. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of using the word hitched in a very liberal way. I don't expect uh, couples to get married in 90 days. That is too fast. But the, my definition of the word hitched is that if you do the techniques in the book, Um, Even if you only do a few of the techniques in the book, the guy will be so bowled over that he will have to propose within 90 days. So, I Mm -hmm. mean, it's it's my advice that you should still uh, do the one-year engagement thing, you know, because you want to go through all the seasons. You want to meet their friends. You want to meet their family. You want to know what this person is about in many, many different situations. Obviously, 90 days is not enough to get married. But if you're doing things right, it certainly is enough time for the guy to know that he wants you in his life and he wants you, uh, you know, alongside him.
0: So what would be some of the things that you would tell a woman when she first meets a man um, to, I guess, what would be some of the advice that you would give to a woman to help um, her become more attracted to the man that she's most interested in?
1: Yeah, you know, the dynamics are different. That's, you know, part of the brainwashing from women's live from the 70s is that the women of the day told everybody, and it's a complete lie, told everybody that the sexes are the same. Women thought back then that, you know, okay, I'm going to work now. The reason why I'm going to work is because of the invention of the pill. Up until then, they were barefoot Mm -hmm. and pregnant in the kitchen. And, you know, they had no control over their bodies. Now with the uh, invention of the pill, they could decide what to do with their lives. They could delay pregnancy. Um, With all that power, they they figured, okay, we're just going to go to work just like a guy would go to work. So what women have lost today is that they don't understand that there's different energy. It's male energy to be the aggressor, to take a risk, to um, you know come forward to you first. And the reason why that is, is because of our caveman roots. Some ten thousand years ago, you know, he and his buddies had to leave the camp and go hunt, you know, for the you know for food. And they might be out there for one day, two days, three days, however long it took to catch the prey and drag it back to camp so the camp could, you know, the whole village could eat. Um, That's the male way is to be dynamic and take a risk and, you know, go out there and be the aggressor. Women today are acting just like men and it's just and it's not working. The female way is she might have thought of these things. She might you know be really interested in the guy but you have to like do it in a feminine way. Feminine energy is to get that guy to come over here without saying anything. You're you're attracting, you're magnetic. That's female energy. So it might be the female's efforts to get that guy to walk over here or get that guy to ask you on a date or, or um, you know, text you or exchange phone numbers or whatever. But you have to do it in a way where he doesn't even know what you're doing. You know, it's, it's a nonverbal cue. So it might be something as simple as you walk up Um, You know, you get up off your table and you walk to the bathroom, but you walk by him in a very seductive way. And that might get his eyes over to you to where he might say something like, hmm, she's pretty cute. Maybe I should talk to her on the way back. So these are like small techniques that the girls have lost today. They really just don't know how to be feminine. They don't know how to attract. And that's why I wrote the book.
0: Very, very nice. I know um, from my own personal experience um, now uh, in the whole dating world, is that yeah, you are a- you are absolutely right. The uh, I guess the interaction between men and women has actually changed a lot and uh, so much so, I f- also feel like I kind of feel bad for a lot of women as well. Um, there was this past week and there's a festival in my city, and I had actually a, a, um, approached a girl. I thought that was very attractive. And when I approached her, um, she was shocked. Uh, she had told me that this was the first time this had ever happened to her. A random stranger walked up to her on the street. And uh, it just kind of blew me away. But what do you, like, for women who are having a hard time getting the guy to come over, do you suggest that? They do turn up the aggression a little bit more and uh, kind of approach the man that may seem a little bit timid Or or do you think she should just say forget about that guy? He's clearly not assertive enough or aggressive enough to be with her. What's your take on that?
1: Well, unfortunately, a lot of guys, because the women today are being the aggressors, a lot of guys have taken a back seat. And they're, they're reveling in the fact like, wow, you know, I hate rejection. So this is like super cool that she's calling me, that she's taking the risk. There's a huge problem with doing it that way for guys. Um, first of all, the guy loses control. Uh, when that happens second of all yeah the girl might approach you but that doesn't mean that you like the girl you know what I'm saying it's it's kind of like a lazy man's way out that you want to be the hunter you want to be the aggressor because you want it to be a girl that you really want to go out with so when she's approaching you Maybe you say yes because you're lonely or bored or hungry or tired or, you know, horny or whatever. You might say yes, but it's like a default yes. It's not somebody that you really want to be with. So it's a very negative energy. And then lastly, if you let the woman be the aggressor, unfortunately, and this is just. Female behavior, it's just kind of like part of our DNA, not that we're trying to be rude or mean. If you let us be the aggressor continually, guess what? In a couple of months, it'll turn to negative energy. It'll, it turns into uh, nagging, controlling, conniving, like all these negative behaviors that you as a guy certainly don't want. It, the, the dynamic doesn't have to be lopsided. It doesn't have to be like on our grand, in our grandparents' day where the, where the guy had 90% control and the female had 10% control. It doesn't have to be that lopsided. But what it does have to be is you have to be 1% more of a guy than she is. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You have to, I mean, it's not that you're going to abuse your power too often. You, you use it sparingly. But when it comes down to a stalemate, somebody's got to have the last word and it better be the guy. Because, like I say, if it's too often the girl having the last word, she just abuses all that power. And then you don't want to be with some woman who's a, who's a, a raving bitch who's, who's always nagging you. It's not. It's not a good, healthy energy.
0: Yeah, I can uh, definitely <laughs> agree with that. So, well, so what are, you're saying that um, there needs to, so a woman needs or a man needs to assert himself, so a woman can be in uh, a more submissive place, not like as in he's better than her, but as uh, he's more of the leadership role in the uh, relationship. And um, I also really enjoyed the section in your book titled "Almost Every Guy," and mm-hmm. uh, it's where you, you try to communi- like like you try to communicate to your female audience the nature of men. How how important do you think that is for for a woman to understand the nature of a man, and and for it to uh, translate over to um, the success of her relationship and connection with him?
1: That is such a good question. I'm glad you asked it. Yeah, it's hugely important. In other words, what I was saying a little bit earlier is you have got to stop listening to the brainwashing about the sexes are equal, the sexes are the same, um, because you just stay stuck, in other words. I mean, I have women who are 30 years old, 40 years old, and they still haven't figured it out. You know what I'm saying? And it's because they, they have the wrong... Um, assumptions about the dynamics of a relationship and how they should work so you have to like leave all that brainwashing behind and my book clearly lays out like how it does work not how it should work but how it does work and there is a biological blueprint that our bodies follow and it's there for a reason and the reason why it's there is for the continuance of the species so you know girls can get it wrong but that doesn't mean that that's you know how it works best in fact a lot of girls today they are being the aggressors and they are being very uh, mannish and the guys are like going in the other direction they're not responding to that they're checking out guys today Um, are not getting married. They're delaying marriage as long as as possible. The average first time marriage for a guy um, used to be like in his low 20s. Now it's up to 28 years old and still climbing. Every year that that number still climbs. So guys are not being responsive to the girl being the aggressor and mannish. Um, They are not engaging in sex. They don't want to be in a relationship with her. And they're just sitting home, you know, watching uh, video games and playing video games and watching porn all day. They just don't want to deal with her. So um, whatever the women are doing, it's not working. I mean, does the guy want to get married? Yes, he does. Does he want to be in a good relationship? Yes, he does. But not with most of today's women. So that's what this book is about. Is how to get your guy and how to make him think that he thought of it. You know, because that's the feminine way of doing it, is you have to let the guy lead. Um, Because when that happens, you know, uh, nature speaking with nature and biology, that's how it works best. He has to feel important, he has to feel manly, he has to feel like, huh, I thought of this, I thought of. You know, she might have walked by me, but I thought that I better, like, when she comes back from the bathroom, I better say hi to her.
0: That's actually um, very true what, what you're bringing up, especially with the uh, how men are checking out. I'm not sure if you ever heard of – have you heard of the MGTOWs? Yeah. The men going their own yeah. ways? Yeah, so I, I definitely think that you're, you're right on um, as a result from that because a lot of the main complaints – with a lot of men in those groups, um, I like I don't completely agree with it, uh, but I can definitely see why men are kind of checking out and deciding to avoid marriage. And some of them actually like, which is a little bit crazy to me, decide to avoid women completely. Um, but like, it it was it was just very interesting that you brought that up because men, we as men, we really. You know, a little bit of an aggressive streak, especially in the bedroom, is okay with a, you know when uh, for for a man when he has a woman, but you know to feel like you're dating another dude, it's it's just
1: it's, it's, it's a it's, turn off, right?
0: Exactly, I- exactly. And uh, you had mentioned, um, which is something that was very interesting, is that the point of your book is to help a woman convince the man that she is a you know, um, I guess worthy of marriage or whatever. And, uh, to convince him that it's his idea, uh, to pursue the relationship and to pursue the marriage. Um, what are some things that women can do to help convince a man that they would connect very well and bond together and possibly move forward into marriage?
1: You know, one one thing that is happening quite frequently today is the gold digger situation. I mean, I don't know if we want to blame it on Uh, reality tv and the kardashians or whatever but a lot of women think they don't have to do anything and this prince charming will come along sweep them off their feet and give them everything they want with no effort you know back in our mom's generation or our grandma's generation the females had effort they were washing the clothes they were pressing the shirts they were having the meals cooked and ready at six o'clock So there was a give and take, and everybody knew what their roles were. Well, today's woman doesn't want to do any of that. She doesn't want to put out any effort, but she wants the guy to give her everything, you know, monetarily and and materially. Um, It's kind of not fair. So one simple um, technique that I use is I I have – actually, in both books I have this – Only on the first date, make that first date only be a meet and a greet. It should be one hour or less. Um, From the guy's point of view, that way you're not too invested, you're not spending too much money. You know, I don't want you to go on a $200 dinner to try to impress the girl because guess what? There might be no click. So if there's no click, You know, you politely, you know, get out of the the date and say, I had a nice time, and you end it, and that's it. No, there's no hard feelings on on either party. Um, And if there is a click, then the way that you, you know, if there is a click, then that woman is looking forward to seeing you again. And if she's looking forward to seeing you again, you have her right where you want her. You want her to be eager to be in this relationship with you. So I would take away going to dinner with her on the first date. So um, when I was single, I'm recently married as of about three years ago. Um, this is my second marriage, actually. But anyway, when, when thank you. When I was single, I would not let the guy take me out to dinner. So if every other girl on the planet is saying take me out to dinner, take me out to dinner. this is what's expected, blah 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 shoot every girl wants a fancy dinner. The fact that I didn't do that, the guy would like take a step back like, who, what's wrong with this girl? Why is she so different? And that would make me stand out among hundreds of women because I made it a point to never go out to dinner with them on a first date so it sets you apart there's a lot of techniques that a girl can use to set yourself apart you're you're actually giving a subtle message to the guy that i'm here for you not because of the fancy dinner i have i have women that i have coached and they tell me they're going out with guys that are old tired decrepit bald fat you know like disgusting guys and I'm like, why are you going on dates with these guys? And they're like, oh, but I got a, you know, this fancy dinner out of the deal. I'm like, are you crazy? Really? I mean, so if you, if you do techniques that are slightly different than what every other girl does, you know, you raised up your esteem in that guy's eyes like 10 points. And you stand out.
0: Well, I, I even know for myself um, for when when I'm dating certain things like that, uh, exactly like what what you said that the woman shows that um, she values spending time with me instead of necessarily what we are doing. Like all of my dates are pretty much the same. Um, there's a park nearby my house. We go to the park, we feed the ducks. We might grab coffee or ice cream on the way back or wherever. It usually doesn't end up in sex or something or anything like that. Usually it's very simple. Um, Mm -hmm. But what are your recommendations as far as first dates goes for women when it comes to sleeping with a guy on a first date? Do you think that's a no-no? Do you think it's a bonus? What's your opinion?
1: You know, it's, it's such a double standard. Um, You know, what guy doesn't want to have sex on a first date? Of course he does. But uh-huh. unfortunately, it is a double standard. And you ha- as a girl, you have to, you know, appreciate that. And I would say avoid it. Because the likelihood that he does call you back, you know, the day after is just so very small. Yes, it happens. But that likelihood is so very small. Like, why kill your chances, you know, just because you got swept up in the moment? And it also breaks my other rule that you shouldn't be going on a long first date. Hmm. So even if you started walking around the park, you know, I mean, okay, how long did that take? That's probably a one hour or less date, which I approve yeah. of. But then by the time you like go have sex and then now you're hungry and and blah blah blah, now that turned into a three, four, five hour date, which I don't agree with, because as a guy, you have to get her in a position where she's eager to see you again. And if you spill all the beans all on day one, um, that eagerness is gone. So from the girl's point of view, if you give up sex on the first date, um, he already got what he wanted. So on his end, the eagerness is gone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a good thing for her. I mean, I've, I've heard of stories here and there that it does work out, but, you know, those stories are, are the exception, not the rule.
0: I definitely agree. Um, for myself, like, I wouldn't necessarily say that I, um, you know, judge a girl for sleeping with me the first date, but like you said, um, to keep it short and any time that I've never slept with a girl the first time, I've always felt, um, I've I've always wanted to see her again almost immediately as after sleeping with the girl. The first time I was a little bit, I didn't care as much. It's it's like one of those things where you want something, you get it, and then you don't necessarily want it as much. And so, yeah, I I guess it is kind of crappy for women uh, that way. So yeah, I, uh, I'm definitely going to agree with, with that for sure. Um, I also saw that in your book, you suggest that women date a hundred men.
1: Yeah, that was, I mean, I, like I was saying, I was recently single myself and Mm -hmm. all of these tips that I put in the book, I personally have tried myself. Some work better than, than others, but the one chapter that worked the best out of all of the tips that I recommend is to date a hundred guys. Um, it's just so amazing. After you get to about the thirtieth person, um, you realize that it really has nothing to do with the guy. It it just forces the girl, or you know, the guys can use this technique too, by the way. But anyway, it forces you to take stock in yourself. Like, what is it that I'm looking for? Like, if you have to make up your mind quickly, and and for a girl, this comes really easily girls usually know within five to 15 minutes if this is going to work out with this guy or not five to 15 minutes so there's wow. no reason why not to use this technique if you're a girl so anyway um after about the 30th person you go okay i'm not going to deal with somebody who's a smoker so if the guy's a smoker done you know it's like what don't even go on the date with him because i don't want to deal with it or if you know if you're educated and you need him to be educated and he's not that way, boom, On to the next person. I mean, you get really, um, you know, defined in what makes it work for you. And the cool thing about it is that the, the universe is an energy. And the more you put out into the universe what it is you want, um, the universe says, okay, I get it now. You're looking for this, not that, this, not that. And it keep, the subsequent guys keep getting better and better and better because you have defined what it is that floats your boat, what it is that makes you happy. So it's, it's a really cool energy. Um, for guys, they, they can't use this technique as easily because the time frame on a guy is a lot longer. Uh, it usually takes the guy about 90 days. To figure out if this girl is the one he wants to be with, opposed in a opposed to her five minute rule. So that's why the book is written um, in ninety days because that's the time frame of a guy.
0: Oh, makes perfect sense. Perfect, perfect sense.
1: After ninety days, he knows. Hmm, I really want to be with this girl. And if you're the right girl, if you tick off the right boxes for him he will propose to you within the 90 days.
0: Really? Yeah. Makes, makes perfect, perfect sense. Like this, this book is amazing. One of the uh, keys that I really, uh, really do love as well Mm -hmm. is that if you can't root for him, let him go.
1: Oh, that's such a good one. Because you you know what? There are so many girls that try to see you as a home improvement project. Well, I like this and this quality about him, but these other qualities over here I don't like about him, so let's remodel this house. Let's, let's remodel this guy and try to push him in this direction or that. Well, that doesn't work. You know, one some key elements that a guy has to have to know that he's uh, in love with you is he has to know that you respect him. So the fact that you want to change him means that you have not accepted him. Acceptance, as you'll know from my men's book, is also a key quality that a guy has to feel in order to feel love for her. So if you're not, as a girl, if you're not accepting him, that's a deal breaker for most guys. They don't want to be run by you. They want you to accept him and look up to him and respect his uh, decisions and his actions. That's what what makes a guy go. That's what makes him feel loved by you. So you're taking away something that is like a core need for a guy. So it's not good. If you, as a girl, if you kind of feel like, oh, I could change him with this and change him with that, he's not the right person. Let him go. Find a guy that you can look up to and respect, and accept. That's the one that's going to make it work for you.
0: I uh, 100% agree. Especially when um, it's it's very stressful being in a relationship, uh, especially as well. Just just as anyone, um, being with someone who makes you feel like you're not good the way you are, even though they they claim to be attracted to you as the way you are. And mm-hmm. there's been like many. Uh, cases uh, i've heard and i've even happened to me as um when i was younger of uh, a hey, woman wanted me to change this or change that or wanting my friend to change this or change that and one of us you know we would change and then shortly after uh, the relationship would, would end pretty much because um myself or my friend is no longer that person that the f- woman was initially attracted to when they first met and uh yeah that's that's actually a really dead on point. I 100% agree with that because that's it's something that's always irritated the hell out of me because uh me personally, when I, you know, like everyone's going to have to compromise, uh, you know, in a relationship to a certain extent, but it's actually try to transform that person. What's the point of being with them? If, you know, you might as well just go out and look for somebody else that fits what you, whatever you're trying to do. But I guess that's just that, maybe it's just an instinct that women tend to have to kind of change things kind of like a, uh, or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. They said that old saying says, you know, uh, men want women to stay the same just as the first day that they met them. And girls want guys to always change. So, you know, there's, there's positive energy and there's negative energy. Changing him like a remodeling project, that's a negative energy. The female uh-huh. energy, the positive female energy would be to inspire him. That You know that old saying, um, you inspired me to be a better man or you made uh-huh. me be a better man. That's cool. That energy is good. So in other words, if he has like a hope or a dream or a passion that, honey, I really want to build this business or I really want to, you know, lay down this track or I really want to learn how to play guitar or like whatever it is, if she can be supportive, which is a positive female uh, trait, supportive and inspiring for him to attain that goal, that's all good. But if she's trying to change you, like, you know, I don't like it when you get together with the guys. Or I don't like it when, you know, you and your buddies go play basketball, you know, on Saturdays. And, you know, you're taking the time away from me. Like, all that negative stuff, it's never going to lead to anything good. Because it's, really, the at the bo- at the bottom line of it all, it means that she's not secure with herself. So, guys, if you're listening don't get with a woman who's not secure. If she's like automatically trying to change you on all these things, that means she's not cool with herself. And that's why she's trying to change you.
0: Mm, mm, Very, very, very nice. Um, I I also wanted to ask you um, also just from example, like there are women, I believe Robert Green describes them as sirens. That kind of like when they like walk into a room, they're like, very magnetic um their their energy is very attractive you know guys notice them um girls are jealous of them and and it's not always necessarily to do with their looks but kind of a way they can just carry themselves they're very magnetic what Mm -hmm. can a woman do that's trying to look for a man what can she do to become more magnetic and more like attractive when she walks into a room or just like like how can she carry herself and just become more just sexy
1: yeah, there are a lot of tips in the book with regard to that, but I would say that the girls need to brush up on nonverbal skills because, in general, men are not verbal. Women are verbal, but men, in general, are not verbal. So they are looking for a physical cue. It might be something like, um, you know, you lean your chin down and then you look up in a way like over your eyelashes, something like that. Um, they are men are looking for a visual cue for a physical cue from the woman to and and that's how that woman will attract the guy to walk over here and start talking to her so um yeah there's a there's a lot of uh, those types of tips in the book um she should brush up on those brush up on others but basically what it is is um learn the non-visual cues could be something as simple of uh, simple as how you cross your legs or how you uncross your legs, or maybe how you're fiddling with your bracelet, or how you're fiddling with your hair, or like whatever it is. So you're gonna try to adopt those skills that are not that are, uh, not verbal, but physical.
0: Okay, okay. And what would you recommend for um, women who have gotten out of a previous marriage or may have, or maybe a single mother, um, do these tips work for them as well?
1: Oh, absolutely. They work for any woman. Absolutely. Because there are certain core standards that guys are motivated by. So you want to hit on what those core drives are and to maximize your efforts. Absolutely. They work for anybody.
0: Well, so, so what the, um, so the process wouldn't be different if like, like what,
1: Oops. Are you still there? Hello, are you Hello, still can there? You can hear me? Yep. Oh, there you are. Okay, gotcha. Um well one thing that that uh, single mothers do, which you know, I know your son is important to you, I know he's you know, he's every breath you take, but you cannot you know, bring all of that to the table with the new guy that you're dating. Just give it a rest. Like everybody knows already that you're so into your son, but the guy, the new guy that you're dating, can't feel like second banana to a son. He's got to be the man of the house, he's got to be in charge. And when you put him, you know, up there as, as uh, you know, up there in esteem. He will take the lead with all of that. You know, no guy wants to be second banana to your seven-year-old son. So you got to give it a rest. You know, all those stories about my son this and my son that—save it for your girlfriends and for your mom. Don't talk that way in front of a new guy, because it's a turnoff.
0: Wouldn't you agree? yeah. Oh no, no. Uh, definitely, I've uh, dated a few. Like, um, I'm a 26. I've already dated a few uh, younger mothers, and um, it's it's. Uh, like, I I uh, get it. Like, you know, your kid is, but it's it's. I also have kids as well, and I don't talk about them six thousand times a day to times a day to someone. Kids, and I know this is slightly off topic a little bit, but since we're right there. Um, I remember I listened to a previous interview, um, on when you were on Alan Roger Curry show and you had mentioned, and and this is something I wanted to bring up last interview, but we ran out of time, but you had mentioned that there are some single mothers out there that are unknowingly sexually attracted to their son. Yeah. What's that about?
1: Well, you know, I think a lot of these women, they don't want to take ownership of what their decisions were. So let's say they get into a relationship, they have a kid, oftentimes it's an unplanned kid. And um, anyway, the the guy turns out that he's not an agreeable father. Maybe he was forced into fatherhood without his permission or without consultation. So if you just have a kid out of wedlock without informing the guy, um, the guy often feels trapped. And when he feels trapped, you know, he probably doesn't want to have anything to do with you because if you trapped him on this, what else are you going to trap him on? Uh, he feels like a caged animal, and guys don't like feeling that way. So, okay, so anyway, let's say, you know, the two of you split up. You and the guy, you're now splitting up. You're now a single mom. You're raising your son. And, you know, maybe maybe some of the time the guy turns out to be a deadbeat dad, you know, maybe he's not paying his child support. Maybe he doesn't want to have any interaction with the kid. Or maybe he's not able to. Maybe he's not able to be uh, there for the kid or physically able to be with the kid. Maybe he lives in another state now or he took another job out of state or whatever. So anyway, the the mother is constantly bad-mouthing this man for not being as parental as she is. I mean, women are parental because we, gave, we carried them for nine months. We gave birth to them. And, you know, our hormones dictate that we stick by the kid no matter what. I mean, for in generally speaking, we, we have this parental gene. They want to assume that the guy has that same level of parental involvedness. Now, a lot of guys today actually are adopting that, which I see as a good thing. So anyway, she's bad-mouthing this guy. So she does what's called transference. In other words, all the feelings that she would have wanted to get from the guy, she is now passing on to the son. The son becomes her new husband um, in her eyes. So she's saying, you know, the guy was rotten in this area and rotten in that area, so I'm going to raise my son to be, in my mind's eye, what, it, what the best possible man could be like.
0: Oh, God, yeah. I see those so, uh, statuses and, on Facebook all the time.
1: And so what happens is, you know, those feelings are so strong that she eventually wants to have sex with her son because guess what? She created this perfect image of what a young man should be like, and it's, it's a very attractive quality to her. So she wants to have sex with him. And unfortunately, you're, you'll hear hear more and more stories of this happening that they do end up having sex with their sons. I know it's like been very taboo up until now, but I keep hearing more and more stories to this in this regard.
0: Hello? Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I think we uh the call dropped.
0: Okay, sorry about that.
1: So I don't know where we left Are off. Are you here?
0: No, uh, no, We were just right, just talking about the son. Yeah. Um. So she I transfers
1: I just- those those uh behaviors and those thoughts because she's raised her son in her mind's eye to be this perfect young man, and you know to take it a step. Further, you know, she wants to have sex with somebody because he's like the perfect image of what she wants in a guy.
0: That's that's a yeah, I remember you mentioned that on Alan's show.
1: Yeah. And uh,
0: that was something that I I just had to bring up. Um, But I guess we'll get close to wrapping things up soon. Um, So where would be the best places for a woman to meet a potentially good man for, for them to walk down you know to get close to the goal of you know getting you know finding someone that they're a good match with and getting married
1: well i think the best way to meet somebody is through a common interest so it's it's a natural venue let's say you're both taking the same kind of class let's say you know i like photography you like photography we're taking a photography class so you can make the icebreaker be about the activity or the event. Um, and then through that, you can figure out if, if uh, the two of you like each other. So that's always the best way. If you play sports, let's say you play tennis, she plays tennis. You know, Again, you've got a common activity to um, be the bond, be the glue, if you will, to bring you guys together. But outside of that, I mean, really, if you're open to it and you're on this mission to date 100 guys um, as quickly as possible, you can meet guys anywhere. I mean, you can meet them on the elevator. You can meet them, you know, while you're waiting in line for something, while pumping gas. It's just a matter of doing what's what I call uh, is second C. Second C means connect with that person. So, um, you know, let's say you're on the elevator and the elevator uh, unfortunately stops at floor six, but you didn't want to go to floor six. It just stops on its own. Then you just make a joke about it. Like, whoa, you know, is there something wrong with the elevator and you just crack a joke or whatever. And that could be enough of an icebreaker to start a conversation. So it's just being open to it, um, you know, as a female, You just want to be open and receptive and smiling is always good. Uh, Again, that uh, non-verbal gesture, like guys are looking for the physical gesture. So smiling might be an invitation for them to open up a conversation because they see that you're, you know, uh, being reactive to them. And they like that. They guys hate rejection. So any clue that you can give them that you're open to a conversation or you're open to the next step, it's there and ready for you. So you can meet people anywhere, really. I mean, you know, to do it the easy way is probably online dating would be would be a good way as well. Um, you go through the good thing about online dating is you go through a lot of people. Um, and you you know a lot about the person before you even meet them, like you could read the profile or look at the pictures or whatever. So, you know, it's it's an easy yes and an easy no just based on what their profile is. So meeting them in person is just taking it to the next step. The bad thing about online dating is that there's a lot of liars. Uh, from a female point of view, so many of them are already married, and probably that was my first skill that I really had to get a handle on is how to figure out if somebody is married or not, because they're not going to tell you. I mean, they're already lying being, you know, being online and saying that they're available when they're not. You can't flat out ask a guy, are you married? He's not going to tell you. So, but there are some uh, female ways that you can like bring it out in him without, you know, using a verbal tactic to get it out of him. So, and once he gets tripped up <laughs> on on what those uh, tips are, bam, he's out. So the good news is it's big in numbers, but the bad news is there's a lot of liars. So you got to, you just got to take it with a grain of salt and do what you can and, and just kind of get through, you know, get through all these people, you know, get to your, your a uh, hundred dates as quickly as possible. That's the best tip.
0: So the, uh, so to get through the 100 dates and uh, what would be some last piece of advice that you'd like to uh, give, give to your audience?
1: Yeah, I didn't even get to my hundred. I think I got to 73 dates and every single one of them was a first date and you're out first date. You're out. I mean, I had good dates. I had dates that, that I really enjoyed. I had people I really enjoyed, but for whatever reason, it wasn't a click for me. And I had to make a decision, like, in one date, can I figure out if I want to see this person again? Like, I really wanted to, like, look forward to seeing that person. So out of 73 people, only three people got a second date. And of those three people, I married one of them. So I would say... In order to get that level of confidence, and confidence, by the way, is very sexy. Guys love it when girls are confident, too. Um, so in order to get that way, you, it, it really is a self-learning process, like what will I accept and not accept. And um, you'll find out by reading this book, you, you'll find out more about yourself. And when you yourself are attracted to you, if you would want to hang out with you, then it's easy for guys to also want to hang out with you. It kind of goes hand in hand with that. The better you feel about yourself, the better quality guy is going to come around. It's just like the law of nature. It's the law of the universe that you attract what you put out. So um, much of the book is rediscovering yourself and dusting off um, those habits that just don't work for you. I mean, a lot of women do a lot of habits and they keep ending up with the same roadblock, the same dead end, and they don't know why they do. But once you see it clearly like, oh,
0: yeah no that's a uh, very interesting uh a take like this whole entire discussion has been awesome um like the I, I read through the book and a lot of the advice is very similar to what was in your mastering women but um it was i would say it was what's really needed and very and very honest compared to a lot of the advice that women would get from other places um so linda i really want to thank you for coming out onto the show um everyone if you're interested in linda's book it's called hitched in 90 days or less you can find it in the description and uh once again linda thank you show